0: Can I come down here? Is it okay? Yeah. Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Well, we're uh, like Pastor said. We are. Uh, oh, it follows. <laughs> thank y'all! Thank y'all! Uh, like Pastor said, uh, our churches, uh, Faith Life Branson Church, is joining us tonight. And Faith Life Sarasota Church is joining us tonight. So hi, Faith Life family. So glad that you're joining us. Uh, These are wonderful pastors uh, that, like we said, and and you're here in Richmond, Virginia, and all of our partners online and all over the the world. Thank you. You know, we got folks that say they they wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning to join us on these services. So, well, the Bible said if you hunger and thirst... You'll be filled. Is that right? Would you go with me in the scriptures to 1 Peter, the fifth chapter? Now, um, I know you get so much good teaching and ministry around here. And, uh, amen, you do. Uh, and a lot of these scriptures, some of, some of these scriptures, you probably have heard. But uh, it would be a mistake to think you know it all. <laughs> Right about these verses. And the big thing is not just what you know about it, how well are you doing it? Right? In First Peter, the fifth chapter, you got any verses marked in here? First Peter? Just the seventh verse. You got that one marked? First Peter five seven. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Say it out loud. Casting all your care,
1: Cast upon, all your care
0: upon him, him. For, he cares for, you. for he cares for you. You know, sometimes people will quote just half the verse. Casting all your care upon him. Well, that's not the whole thing. And every word in Scripture is so important. And a lot of times if you're, you don't have the answer, you don't fully understand something that you're seeing or reading, if you just read the verses that came before it again and read the verses that came after it, it it's there. It's there. And how do you rightly divide the word. There's a scripture. It's with other scriptures. It's with other other parts of the word. Listen to the um, the NIV. It says, "casting all your anxiety on Him." Yeah. Now, one thing that'll help. Um, there, uh, there's more than one word for care in the New Testament. There's actually more than a couple of words. So, uh, you know, when you've got three or four different Greek words that are translated the same English word, that can be a little bit confusing. So you got to watch about when you say care, exactly what do you mean? And there's, there's different words used here, two different words. Casting all your care, that's one word, upon him. For he careth, that's a different word, wow. for you. Well, read it like this. If the first one in NIV says, casting all your anxiety upon him because he has anxiety for you. <laughs> right? So it's obvious they're not the same word. <laughs> I heard somebody that, you know, the Bible says don't despise prophesying. Well, there's a reason why it says that. Huh? Because not every prophecy is really thus saith the Lord. It's thus saith them. And you need to judge things by the Word of God and by the witness of the Spirit in yourself. Well, uh, the story is told about this one group that they they called it a prayer meeting, but it was really should have been called a prophesying meeting because everybody just met and prophesied over each other. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so uh, one of the prophecies was this guy got up and said, uh, Yay, yay, my little children, if you are my little children, uh, don't be afeared. But if you are, that's okay. I get afeared myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, No, that wasn't, thus saith the Lord. (laughs) Now, you're laughing, but there's a lot of prophecies that's not any better than that one. Just because somebody says, thus saith the Lord, does not mean it was.
1: That's right. That's exactly right.
0: And just a side thought on that, in, in our circles, word circles, faith circles, charismatic circles, I think sometimes we have... Well, now I know <laughs> that sometimes people have used the term "God told me" yeah. uh-huh. too much, yes. too loosely. With that, yes. God said. Now, if it is, it is written. Yeah. That's God said.
1: That's right. That's right. Is that right? That's right. That's and yeah,
0: there can be the word of the Lord that comes in such a way that it is, thus saith the Lord. That's right. But a whole lot of things people should say, I have a witness. Yes. That's different from God said. Why? Because you can put your own interpretation on the witness.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm? I have a witness. I have a prompting. You're still talking about the leading of the Spirit, but when you say, you know, as pastors, sometimes we've had people tell us, you know, God told me to do it. Well, you've almost finished the conversation. Is that right? Because if God told you, then you ought to do what God told you to do. Is that right? (laughs) But if you're praying and you have an impression or you have a witness then that's a lot more open. Right? And acknowledging that you could make a mistake, you could put your own interpretation on something that might have been a legitimate leading, but then you jump to conclusions. So uh, don't use that phrase too loosely, God said, God told me. Is that okay? Cast all your anxiety on him. And the reason you do it is why, Because he cares for you. That's the title of my message tonight. He cares for me. Come on, say it out loud. He cares for me. You cannot know that too well. I assure you, you and I both need to know it better than what we do right now. I assure you. As we go further, I think you'll see why I say that. But say it again. He cares for me. He cares for, me. For, me. for me. He cares. He,
1: cares.
0: he really does. He really and the Amplified says it like this. I think it says it well. Casting the whole of your care all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on him. Is that scripture? Should we do it? How many church-going people you think really do that? Cast all their anxieties, all their worries, all their concerns on him. mm should we do it yes. or not do it? Yes, do it? Can you do it? Yes. See, that's that's a big deal because the enemy will tell you you can't. The enemy will bring thoughts and feelings to you that you can't help but be terrified. And if somebody else was in your situation, they'd be scared too and upset too and you can't help it. Well, apparently the Holy Spirit didn't know that that you couldn't help it because he told us and this is not the only place he told us casting all your care all your anxieties all your worries all your concerns on him for this is the amplified still he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully he cares about me. Yeah. He has strong feelings for me. Yes. And he cares about me. He's watching over me. Yes. Yes. Amen. Somebody say, He cares for me. He cares. He cares me. he cares about me. He's watching over me. Watching over me. That's the foundation wow. of you and I being able wow. to not worry. If you skip that part, you will not be able to avoid worrying, and in, in this in this world, and all the stuff that's going on, uh, uh-uh. you won't be able to not worry just because you decide, well, I'm not going to. It takes something more powerful than that. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: Faith is not having a strong mental disposition. Faith is not just willpower. Faith is reliance. Right. On somebody else beside yourself. That's right. That's right. When we talk about faith, we're not just talking about faith in general, we're talking about faith in God. Amen. Faith in God. Another word for faith is trust. Amen. Now, go with me, if you would, to uh, uh, the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. Matthew 24. Jesus talks about things to come and the end of the age and the signs that accompany it. Some of those will sound familiar to you, like watching the news. That's right. In Matthew 24 and 3. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and they said, tell us, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? So more than one thing they asked him about. And Jesus answered them and had it recorded for all of us. (laughs) Isn't that great? Isn't that great? If you'd have been sitting there with them and taking notes when Jesus answered, it'd read just like this. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus said, take heed that no man deceive you. Now, that's the first thing he said in answering to these questions about uh, the sign of his coming and the end of the world. What's the first thing he said? Don't let anybody trick you. Don't let them lie to you and you believe their lies. Is that a danger? Yes it is. It's an ever-present danger. And one thing you got to know about the enemy, the devil, he's real. He's got a lot of cohorts that help him. Yes, he does. Evil and unclean spirits. But they do not come as evil spirits. No, they don't. I think that's something much of the church is just has completely missed. Didn't the New Testament say he transforms himself into an angel of light? Yes he, does. yes, he does. The enemies, one of his main methods of operation is to try to convince you that what he's telling you is from God. He and his evil spirits They are perfect mimics Mimics of holy angels Of preachers Of men and women of God I mean they want you to believe This is from God And if you don't know the word and you don't know the Holy Spirit. You're easily deceived. Easily tricked. Which is why you better get you a Bible. If you don't have one or two or five, you better get you one. I mean for the weak side. You get you one. And you better put your nose in there every day. Tell the truth. Because how are you going to know if the enemy's lying to you about something? You how did Jesus overcome the enemy's attack on him those 40 days and 40 nights out there in the desert? How? How? Everything he came back with, it is written. Well, what if you never read it is written? What if you ain't got a clue what is written? You can't say it is written. What you'll go is you'll say, well, that sounds okay to me. Yeah. <laughs> Because the enemy, oh, he knows how to play the spiritual game. Oh, he he quotes scriptures. Did you know it? He quotes scriptures. He was quoting scriptures to Jesus when he saw Jesus. That's the only way he's going to respond. He says, "Well, you know, it's written." He'll give his angels charge. So Jesus had to say, "Yeah, it's also written." So you not only need to know it's written. You need to know it's also written. And the servant's not above his master. If that's the way Jesus had to do it, it. that's the way you and I got to do it if we're not going to be deceived. He said, Don't let any man take heed. That means be on the watch. (laughs) That no man deceive you, for many will come in my name. Isn't that what we're talking about? Yes, P- pushing their self-office. Yes, they are. The Christ, the anointed ones, spiritual from God, and they will deceive many. Mm. Jesus said, it's going to work on a lot of people. Yes, it is. They will successfully deceive many. Aren't you glad it didn't say all? Yes, he didn't say all. No, did. <laughs> you know, the, the enemy is going about seeking whom he may. 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 Yeah. Devour, that means there's some he may not. I'm a, I'm a may not. He, he may not. Woo, devour me. There's some he may and there's some he may not. <laughs> now, I hope you're awake on this next part. Are, are, you, are you here? Look at your neighbor. Make sure they're okay. Because if they miss this, they're going to miss half the night. Verse 6. Jesus said you're going to hear about wars. And you're going to hear about rumors of wars.
1: Yeah. Hmm?
0: And it's going to be bad. And you should be afraid. Very afraid. No. Oh, let me see. (laughs) Now, why did I say that? Huh? Why did I say that? Because you hear people, you know, anytime people teach on the devil, evil spirits, demonic activity... Or they teach on end times and judgment and what have you. And after the teaching, people are more afraid than they were before the teaching. It's not good teaching. I don't care how many degrees they got, how many languages they got, it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit we have received is not the spirit of fear that puts you into bondage. He is the spirit of adoption. Hallelujah. That that lets you know you're loved, you're accepted, you belong. Hallelujah. That he cares about you. Praise God. Thank God. This is some good counsel. This is some good wisdom. If you're hearing something on TV, you're watching something on TV or online or you're reading a book or you're hearing teaching and preaching. And the further it goes, the more it bothers you. And the more scared you get. Turn it off. Turn I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. Because the Holy Spirit is not interested in putting fear of the enemy in you. That's only the enemy who wants to do that we just saying what the psalmist said all those years ago. Though the earth is removed, right. Right. though mountains are sliding off into the sea, I won't, won't. be afraid.
1: Amen. I
0: won't Absolutely. be afraid. Oh, somebody say, I won't be afraid. I won't be afraid. Here Jesus is talking about the end of the world the end of the age and he starts talking about wars war is a terrible thing I mean we're seeing on the news and and, and we should uh, we should pray and we're praying for Israel and we should support and we should vote and we should do a number of things but we should not worry Amen. oh that was too weak Amen. we should not that's what why? Because Jesus said, you're going to hear about this. Yeah, right. And what did he say? Be
1: not, that.
0: right. no, not just don't be troubled. See that you don't. Yeah, the head of the church, he the head of the church says, see, because he knew how people would be. Uh-huh. See that you are not troubled about it. See, people take the warnings seriously and completely ignore the instructions. (laughs) They go, Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. It's the end times for sure. End times for sure. Just look at the signs. Look at the signs. Yeah, and what are you doing? Ranting and raving and scared. And the main thing the Lord told you about it is don't get worked up, don't be upset. Don't be troubled over it. Amen. And you completely miss that part.
1: Amen. So
0: true. So people say, well, you, you can't help it, you know, because we care about this and we care about that. That is one of the biggest lies of the enemy. Is that you worry because you care so much. That's a lie. You worry because... Because you fear. People say, well, no, it's because I care. No. No. If you love somebody, you value them. You treasure them. You want to do for them. That's not the same as being afraid of something. Fear of death. Hebrews said that Jesus delivered us. From the one that had the power of death. The devil. I mean he has stripped him. He has brought him to naught. The devil ain't what he used to be. (laughs) He don't like me to talk about this. So I'm going to talk some more about it. (laughs) There was a time. When the devil was a a bad dude. He, He had the power of death. Oh yeah. He was death in the in the person but I'm telling you when Jesus went to the heart of the earth and at the end of that third day when the Father spoke out of heaven I mean it rattled everything in hell and the chains fell off and Jesus come up out of there he said I got the keys I got the keys of death Who? Whose key? The devil lost his keys. The devil lost his keys. And the keys are the, it represents the authority to do something and to control something. The devil lost them. Thank you, Thank you, so, so how is he able to do so much? Because human beings are easily fooled. That's it. Even though he's spoiled, stripped, brought to naught, he is still the best liar you will ever come across. And human beings are so ignorant of God and don't know the word, it's just too easy for him. But there are some, there are some, he may not, there are some who are not ignorant of his devices some who know the greater ones inside of me and the devil is under my feet I for one you for two come on come on come on say it out loud the devil ain't what he, used to be. what he used to be? No, he ain't. <laughs> yeah, ain't <laughs> Some years ago, the enemy was trying to bother me about something. There was some thing was endeavoring to believe for it hadn't come to pass yet, and it didn't look good. And uh, see if you ever heard this one before. These thoughts kept coming to me. What are you going to do? <laughs> you hear all that response? <laughs> see, he tells everybody the same joke What, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, it's due in X amount of days. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And if you listen to that long enough and don't resist it, the next thing you know, you'll open your mouth. You know what you'll say?
1: What What are we going to
0: do? You can't just keep thinking on it night and day. It'll come out of your mouth. And man, if you say that, oh, it's on. Then the enemy can just pile on and paint all of these horrible pictures and scenarios. And and so uh, the enemy had been bugging me, and I guess I hadn't been resisting it as much as I should have. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. He's oh, he he's your helper. He's From the inside of me, I didn't hear an audible voice, but the inside of me, he said, uh, why don't you ask him what he's going to do? <laughs> I, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. He said, don't you ask the enemy what he's going to do, I thought, now that's a thought. He said, uh, you don't have any problems beside of him. What do you mean? I mean, if I didn't get my healing, if I didn't get my bills paid, if I if I didn't sort it out and figure it out, and I fell over dead, you know, tomorrow, I'm saved. I'm, sa- I'm saved. My name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. I come up straight out of here. I go to be with the Lord, which is far better. And the moment I see him, I go, Lord, I'm sorry. I was trying to believe you. I don't know what I mean. He said, I know, baby. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> I know. I know. And I think for the, the next hundred years that we're out of this body and out of this life, every once in a while we'll go, Oh, okay. Oh, no wonder. Oh, because right now we're only seeing like through a dull mirror. Our knowledge is so partial. There's just so much we don't know. Amen. But I'm saved. Amen. How about the devil? <laughs> I got it. I got it. it. It clicked in me. And so the next time that thought came, you know, what are you going to do? I just said it right out loud. I said, uh, you're concerned about me? <laughs> what What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I read in the back of the book. I read that that the time is short. Tick tock, tick tock, tick. What are you going to do? I I read a big old angel's going to come down and grab you and chain you up and throw you into the pit and slam the door. What are you going to do? (laughs) By by that time, he's gone. He's gone. He don't want to hear that. He knows it's true. And and he knows the time is short. Oh, he don't want to hear that. He don't want to hear that. (laughs) Jesus said, you'll hear about wars rumors of wars and and tell me what he told us to do see to it that you are not troubled should we take him seriously or not now the devil will tell you you can't help, help it in certain circumstances that you know if it's bad enough you can't help it anybody would be scared And it is true, fears will come, thoughts will come, feelings will come. But that's not the end of the battle. Huh? And it's just like a symptom of lack or a symptom of disease you got a choice to make. That's exactly right. Is that right? Am I going to accept this and embrace this and just yield to it and wallow in fear? Because then it's going to really get bad. Yes, right. or, or can I cast it down? Yes. Can I grab that thought and slam it and say, no, the Lord said this, that's
1: right.
0: and can I replace it? With something that'll comfort me instead of scare me. But it comes back to choices. Can we really choose what we look at? What we listen to? What we think about? Now, the devil will tell you you can't, but again, he's a liar. Don't let anybody deceive you that includes him. Come on, say it out loud. My mind mind. is my mind. I don't have to think anything. I choose not to. And the Bible said we have the mind of Christ. Christ is the anointed one in his anointing. We have the anointed mind. Did you know that uh, being crazed... In the wits, I'm quoting scripture now, is part of the curse of the law that's in Deuteronomy 28 and other places. Being crazed in the wits and other things that talk about that. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You never have to lose your stability mentally. You never have to.
1: Amen
0: said out loud, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Now put your hands on your head. Said out loud, I will never lose my mind. I have the anointed mind. The mind, of the mind of Christ, I will be sharp, I will be bright, and fully functional my entire life. My entire life. Because, because Christ has redeemed Christ me. Has
1: redeemed me.
0: Hallelujah. 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 And I'm telling you, thoughts will come. And you'll be tempted to say dumb things. You know better. You go to a good church. You know better than that. To say, well, I seem like I'm getting older now. Can't remember anything. I don't know. I guess I'm just getting old. I'm getting old. No, no, no. You don't have to have reduced ability just because you age. That's a lie. For one thing, your brain... Is not your mind. Your brain is not your mind. Your brain is the physical organ your mind functions through in this earth. If you're if you're left your body, you'll still have your mind. And if your brain needs some repair work. It's just as easy for God to heal your brain as it is your toe or your finger. Come on, y'all, listening to me. God heals brains. Just like this, like anything else. So easy for him. So easy for him. But do not agree with the enemy against yourself. With long life he'll satisfy me
1: huh
0: well not even knowing who you are that's not satisfying he'll satisfy me and show me his salvation how he can save go to John please the uh, hallelujah can you can you take some more because I we got some more here so John 14. There, there are some really significant things I want us to get to tonight. These, these are already, but I'm saying some answers as to functionally how to do what Jesus told us. First of all, you've got to believe him. If he said, don't be troubled about it, then is it possible to not be troubled about it? It is. Does that mean you don't care? Because you're not troubled about it. Mm -mm. Now, see, that's a lie. You've got to get that sorted in your mind and understanding. Because a lot of folks, they've been taught from the time they were, you know, this high. Mama said it. Grandma said it. Right? The preacher said it. Right? Well, I worry because I care. Not true. You worry because you're afraid. It's not the same thing. And the Lord told us not to. So are we just going to ignore him? Or believe it can't be done? Mm-mm. In John 14 and 1, Jesus said, you hear? Jesus, head of the church. Not Brother Keith? Huh? Not Pastor Randy? Who said it? Jesus. The head of the church said, don't let your heart be troubled who's the understood subject you don't let or don't allow your heart to be troubled so would it be troubled if you let it oh yeah huh all you gotta do to have a troubled heart is just live on planet earth Wake up in the morning, look at what's going on, listen to everything, and you will be troubled. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't care who you are, what church you go to. But Jesus said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't let your heart be troubled. And that word can also be translated agitated. We probably use the word upset. Yep.
1: Amen.
0: Upset. Do you know if you let him, the enemy will keep you upset about something yeah. all the time. Yeah. Is that right?
1: Yeah.
0: Upset about the government?
1: <laughs>
0: Uh-oh huh <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> Upset, huh? Upset about the economy. Upset about the price of gas. Upset about inflation. But I don't care what your reason is. Jesus said don't do it. Didn't he? And besides that, how many bills did you ever get paid being upset? Huh? When... Did being upset fill your gas tank? With? huh? Did being upset get you a healing? No. Not only is it disobedience, it doesn't work. It's never going to produce anything for you that you need. Jesus said, "Don't don't let your heart be troubled." So what what do you do instead of being upset? Believe. Believe. You believe in God. Believe also in me. What do you do instead of being upset? Believe. Believe. You don't worry because you care. You worry because of fear. And people fear because of lack of believing. Lack of faith. Not, not my words, Jesus' words. We'll, we'll get to them perhaps in a minute. Verse 27. Verse 27. He said it again later in the chapter. And even gave us more reason to to believe him and do it. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. We we haven't valued this enough. The very peace that Jesus walked in personally when he was on the earth. His peace he has given us. For us to walk in. In this earth. Somebody say I have his peace. peace. It belongs to me. He said peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Give I to you. You can't find this in a bottle. Or in a pill. Or in a session. Or in shopping. Or No you can't. Then he says it again. Let not. Your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Look at your neighbor. Help them out and say, don't let it. Don't let it. Don't let it. Don't let it it what? Don't let your heart be upset, troubled, agitated, and don't let your heart be afraid, scared, fearful, panicking. Is that possible? Well, if you couldn't do it before the Lord told you. Once he told you, you could because his word is empowerment. Is that right? When he tells you to do something, the power is in the words to enable you to do it. mm Don't let it. Don't let it. So, what if you're all upset? It's because you let yourself get that way. What if I'm all scared and panicky? I let myself get that way. Did I have to let myself get that way? No, I did not. No idea. Yeah, but you don't understand, Brother Keith. I've been diagnosed with clinical this or clinical that. And what you can believe that if you want to and never get free.
1: Mm, That's right. That's right. right.
0: right. Or you can believe what the head of the church, Jesus, said. How many believe he's smarter? Than any pharmacist? Than any psychologist? Than any doctor? Than anybody that ever wrote a book? That's right. Is he?
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he is.
0: Come on, say it out loud. I don't have to be upset.
1: I don't have to be upset.
0: I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to. I don't have to. to. Believing is a choice. It's a choice. Fearing is a choice.
1: Fearing is
0: a choice. Thoughts and feelings will come. You can't control all of that. That's right. It'll come, it'll try to come on you. It'll try to come against you. Yeah. And I don't care if you hear a terrible news or you see terrible images, and it just feels like it hits you, and the hair stands up on the back of your neck, and your knees are bumping together. You ain't lost the battle yet. That's right, that's right. Amen. This is an attack. Come on y'all listening No. uh-uh Now you gotta decide. How are you going to respond to this? Come on, y'all listening. Are you just going to lay down and take it? Huh? Are you just going to lay down and say, I can't help it and just give up? Well, it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. That's how people become suicidal. Or you can resist it. I said you can resist it. You can say the Lord's my shepherd. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. What? I I won't. I won't. I won't be afraid. Didn't say I didn't feel anything. But I refuse to yield to it. I refuse to embrace it. I was ministering to a lady some years ago who had been in and out of mental institutions for way too long. Years and years and years. And we were ministering to her endeavoring to help her. And the scripture the Lord gave me was out of Joshua. This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it night and day. Well, before I could finish, she interrupted me. She said, You can't do that. You can't do that. She just said what a lot of people thought. She said, You can't do that. Well, now, look, first of all, that's a serious lack of respect for the Bible.
1: Is that right? Because yes, if the Lord told you to do it, That's exactly right. would
0: he know whether you could do it or not? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Some of these modern translations mm-hmm. say try to do this or try to do that or do your best. That's a bad translation. The Lord never told you to try to do anything. Because that would imply either he didn't know if you could do it or not. Or you may or may not be able to do it. Not true. Because like we already said, if he told you to do something, the power's in the words when he told you. To enable you to do it. But right up out of my spirit, I didn't think of this. She said, you can't do that. You can't think on what, uh, what the Lord, you know, said. I said, uh, dear, I said, you're already thinking on something night and day. It's not that you can't think on. You're already thinking on something, and it's obviously thinking on the wrong thing. Because look at what it's doing to you.
1: That's right. Oh, wow,
0: good. It's driving you crazy. We're not talking about can you think on something. You already are. We're talking about changing what you're thinking on. Just changing, to not thinking on that. Thinking on the other thing. Hallelujah. Go to uh, to Mark, the fourth chapter. Mark, chapter 4. There's so much in these passages that Jesus told his disciples how to deal with fear, how to deal with worry and anxiety. It's already here. It doesn't change. Mark, chapter 4. Now in Mark four, he's talking about what we call the parable of the seed and the sower. And one of the things he mentioned in Mark four, verse eighteen, these are they which are sown among thorns. They hear the word and the cares. Mm. Somebody say cares. 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 That's again that's that word for anxiety, yes, it is. worry, anxiety, which is fear. Yes, it is. Of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, there's that deception. Right, right. Lust of other things enter in and do what?
1: Choke,
0: choke. choke. what? Choke what? The word. Whose word?
1: God's
0: word. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Ain't hey, nothing can choke the word of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's read it again. What did he say? These cares and these other things choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Can you see why the enemy pushes us so hard about worrying and being upset and being scared? Because it will flat choke the word out of your life. Even though you heard it, even though you saw it, it will choke it from producing any results. Somebody say, not me. Not Not anymore. anymore. (laughs) Now down to Mark 4, I'm going to read this out of the NIV. Mark 4, 36. Leaving the crowd behind, they took Jesus along just as he was in the boat. And he was tired. You see that because he fell right to sleep. It had been a long day. A lot of speaking, a lot of ministering to people. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. And uh, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. So Jesus doesn't just tell you, don't be troubled. (laughs) He lives it. Now, come on, let's remember, what did we just get through reading? He said, my peace I give to you. You already have given to you and I as a gift, personal gift from Jesus. The peace he slept through storms with is in me. Somebody said, Jesus gave it to me. It's mine. He's sound asleep. He's sound asleep. And uh, the disciples woke him up and said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Here's this word care again. Is that right? Well, what did our text say? Casting all your cares, anxieties on him because he what different word cares for you affectionately and about you and over you watchfully and what are they questioning if he cares don't you care this is not an accident that that's the phrase don't you care Hmm. This is big. The devil will continuously lie to you about God caring about you. I wish I could tell you that you'd just conquer it one day and be done with it. But as long as you're down here, the enemy will try to lie and he'll especially watch. For when you have been feeling overwhelmed and when you get weak or when something hasn't gone the way that you really prayed and wanted it to happen or whatever, the enemy is going to come in and going to go, where is God? Where is he? Where is he? And try to paint a picture that God don't even know who you are. He's a billion miles away and... Why would he care? And he can't be bothered with your little piddly stuff. And what's he telling you in all these different ways? God doesn't care. Right. Bye, bye, bye. About you and about this? No. Nah. So what came out of their mouths when the pressure was on? And they're with him every day.
1: Every day.
0: Is that right? They're, man, they just no telling how many miracles they saw that day. In the meetings and services. But it don't matter what you're around. You can choose to listen to lies. Especially when the pressure's on. I mean, it it's looking bad. These guys know the, the lake. They know the area. And they know when it's like this, That's when people don't come home. And it's nighttime and it's dark. And, and, uh, and we don't have any sump pumps. And... There ain't no rescue, and there ain't no coast guard, and is that right? And the boat's about full of water. It's a desperate situation, and Jesus is... (laughs) is. Jesus is asleep. So we gotta wake Jesus up. Are we all gonna die? <laughs> now you're laughing. But Romans says the, the word of faith that we preach is not who can go up to heaven and get him to come down. Or who will go into the deep and get to bring him. He said, no, it's right close to you. It's your mouth, it's in your heart. Is that right? Your answer's right here.
1: Right there. Hallelujah. Right they
0: said, Don't you care if we drown? Now, if you know the Lord very well, you don't ask such a question. Sadly, many people don't know him well enough not to ask that. Jesus, the word took on flesh. He hung on the cross bearing our sins. You want to look at him and go, do you care? Went to the heart of the earth. Paid the full price. Was judged totally for all our sins. And you want to ask, do you care? Rose from the dead. Sits at the right hand of majesty where he always makes intercession for he represents you and me to the th- and you want to say do you care? It's an insulting question. The Lord tolerates it with babies that should don't know any better but a lot of folks like you and me that have heard a lot and seen a lot that should never come out of our lips. Somebody say Lord I know you care. you have proven it over and over. I know you care about me. I will not question it. I will not question it. He loves me. (laughs) My wife, Phyllis, she's been on this, I don't know, decades. She says she's God's favorite. You can't tell her any different either. And the thing is, I think she's got a lot of evidence. She could make her case, man. Well, you know, didn't John say in writing in the Scripture, he said, I'm the one he loves. (laughs) And the rest of them were sitting around. Is that right? He didn't care. Who's John? I'm the one he loves. Well, what about the rest of (laughs) them? They got to believe for themselves. Nobody can believe for you that God loves you. They can tell you that doesn't mean that you believe it. I, I've counseled with uh, married people before, and I've heard this too many times. Somebody says, well, you know, I, I don't know if you even love me or nothing. And the other person look at me with angst in their eyes and goes, I have told them over and over again. I've done it. And they go, oh, you're just saying that. Okay,
1: okay, okay.
0: You can do that with God. And there's a lot of people, it doesn't matter how many times you tell them, how many times you show them, they're always wanting you to prove it more. They are unconvincible. They are unpersuadable. Whether it's you loving them or God loving them, because they'd rather listen to the lies the enemy's bringing them than the truth God's telling them. Don't realize what they're doing. But you need to make a decision once and for all. God has proven to me, beyond any question or shadow of a doubt, He loves me. He's got nothing to prove to me. Oh, He has proved it over and over and over and over. How about this right? How about this right here? Yep. He loves me. Is that right? Gave, gave me another breath. Is that right? Let me check. Let me check. Yeah, he loves me. Is that my heart's beating? Gravity is still holding my feet on the ground. I refuse. I refuse to ever question his love for me. Oh, somebody say he loves me. He loves me. I know he does. So Jesus got up, he rebuked the wind, he said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and was completely calm. And he said to the disciples, good thing you woke me up when you did. Look at this, we're all soaking wet The boat's full of water You waited kind of late Uh-uh No No No, what did he say? Why Are you so full of fear? How is it That you have no faith? What's the problem With being full of fear? No faith Can you see that? What's the fix for fear? Faith. Yeah, but faith works by love. Can't separate the two. Go to Luke, the 10th chapter, please. Luke chapter 10. Can you take a bit more? Having a special meeting, right? Special meeting. Combed your hair and came out. <laughs> Might as well get the whole the whole thing, is that right?
1: <laughs>
0: Luke ten. Let me find the whole thing here. Uh, Martha invited Jesus to her house, which is Nice of her. It is. And she must have been a good cook, too. We have reason to believe he went there, you know, more than once or twice. And Jesus didn't go everywhere. Couldn't. But when Martha said, Jesus, come, come to the house. Come visit with us. He said, okay. And so Jesus is at Martha's house. And uh, verse 38, they entered into the certain village. This is Luke 10. A certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Oh, she hugged him, kissed him on the cheek, said, Thank you, Jesus, for coming. He said, I'm glad to be here. She had a sister called Mary. What are y'all laughing about already? (laughs) (laughs) Mary. And she sat at Jesus' feet and heard the word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. That's an interesting word, that cumbered. It, it means loaded on all sides kind of deal. Martha was a multitasker.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> someone says well aren't you aren't you uh, I'm a pilot Mike and I fly and we fly fast aircraft and it's demanding on, on some situations and what I've found is ain't no such thing as a multitasker you <laughs> say what Uh-oh. you can dart back and forth between a number of things quickly, but when you go from here to here, you're missing something here. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: Now, if it's not important, okay. <laughs> but if you're te- texting instead of seeing that the light changed. <laughs> so Martha had several plates spinning. Now, let me say I think Martha's a good woman. Just my personal opinion. I think if you spent some time around Martha, you'd like her. Mm-hmm. And you know, somebody's got to get stuff done too. Is that right? And I think Martha's who you want on your team when when the job needs to get done. <laughs> but there's more to life than that. And she came to Jesus and she said, I want, I know, I want you to read it out loud for me. Tell me what she said. What'd she say? What'd she say? That's the same word. It's the same word that's in 1 Peter 5. It's the same word that's in Mark 4 that we just read about that they told him on the boat, don't you care? You keep seeing this. And what'd she say? Don't you care that uh, my sister... (laughs) has left me to serve alone. So tell her... (laughs) (laughs) What you laughing about? How many already think you should not take that tone? That tone... With the master. Is that right? The King of Kings? The Lord of Lords. You're gonna tell him. You better tell her. Now you're laughing, but this has happened over and over. Why? I don't think she set out to be disrespectful or disrupt for one thing, when she comes barging out of the kitchen, she interrupts what was going on. Mary was sitting there listening to Jesus speak, and everybody else in the room was too. So she interrupts Jesus mid-sentence, and she's huffy. (laughs) Because you know what happened. She's in there, and she put the water on, and she... She's making the dumplings, and she's got the cornbread in the oven. And, and she goes, where, where is Mary? Where is Mary? She goes to the door.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mary acts like she don't see her. so <laughs> She goes back in a few minutes. Where is that girl? Mary, Mary, oh, yourself in and she's just getting hotter by the minute doesn't she know we have company this meal is not going to make itself and finally she just blurts out uh, into the room and, and goes Jesus <laughs> No, she called him Lord. That's, that's, that's good. Lord. <laughs> A little better. Lord. Tell me, tell me the next phrase. Lord what? Lord what? See, she's not just upset with Mary. She's not talking to Mary. She's upset with him.
1: <laughs>
0: Don't you care? My sister has left me to serve alone. Tell her, therefore, that she helped me. Yeah. And she's just sure that when Jesus realizes,
1: <laughs>
0: huh, that he's missed this somehow. That he will turn and look at Mary and go, "Yeah, Mary, go go help your sister <laughs> she 's just sure of this, or you 'd never be this bold she 's sure don't you care? Jesus said, "Martha, Martha. <laughs> time the Lord calls your name twice like that you you just go ahead and start kneeling down <laughs> <Ain't gonna> look <laughs> <Is that right>? <laughs> Martha Martha <laughs> you are what Careful. There's that word again you are what Careful. Careful means full of care. You're full of care and trouble. What did the Lord tell us? Don't let yourself get like that. Does that include with your sister? At Thanksgiving? Or Christmas? I didn't see any parenthesis exceptions that said except Thanksgiving and Christmas. (laughs) Martha, Martha, you're full of care. Trouble. I, I know he loved her. But she's wrong. This is disrespectful. She got herself worked up in there. She's mad at Mary. Now she's upset with Jesus. Now she's coming there and interrupted the message and telling Jesus what he needs to do. Now you laughing, but that ain't the last time this has happened. What's her mistake? One thing is presuming and not asking. She assumed. What had to be done, what needed to be done, and what Jesus would want to be done. And she was wrong. Amen. Then she judged. Yep. She judged her sister. Yeah. She's sitting in there thinking, lazy heifer. <laughs> <laughs> Mary knows better than that. What is wrong with that girl? But she's upset. She's upset. (laughs) And she judged Jesus. She did. She judged that he should have noticed and he should have done something without her having to come in there and tell him what to do. I mean, you've got to get far off the main road. Is that right? To be thinking you need to come in and interrupt Jesus and tell him what to tell somebody else. Who do you think you are? I know it's your house, but hey. He said, Martha, Martha, girl, you full of care. you troubled. Does God want you full of care? No. Never. Does he want you upset and troubled all the time? Never. He gave us the peace that passes understanding. He gave us his own peace. He wants us to walk in it as a way of life night and day. He said one thing is needful. She, she, she thought a bunch of things were necessary. She was wrong. If What if she had come and said, Now, Lord, I know you, you're already starting to speak here. I see you're about to... Do you want us to cook a big meal? He might have said, no, dear. You just come in here and sit down. They already had miracles. Is that right? Where thousands were fed with a little boy's lunch. So now you don't have to necessarily cook to have a meal. We don't know. But you should ask, not assume, and certainly not judge. Go to 1 John in closing, I think. First John, chapter four. You don't worry because you care. That's a lie. Now, there's a lot of good people believe that. They do. And there are people be people still believe it after I preach this message. <laughs> Hopefully, not here. But tradition is a strong thing. And tradition in many people's lives has made the Word of God of no effect. But no, you worry and you fear because you don't believe. Because there's a lack of faith. Whether it's from, there's a number of reasons why people don't have faith. But it's still true because of a lack of faith. But faith is inseparable from love. And you see what the enemy keeps attacking in these people's lives, it's no it's no coincidence that the exact same phrase came out of Martha's mouth that came out of the disciples' mouth in the boat, "Don't you care?" Don't you care? It is sad. It is so sad there are millions of people across this planet Used to go to church. Used to pray. Is that right? Used to read the Bible. Used to lift their hands and praise God. And they got mad at God. Because something didn't go the way. They thought it should. They thought they're praying about it. They thought they're in faith or whatever. I know uh, you, many of you know Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr.'s testimony about how uh, he was born with multiple deformities and what have you. Uh, told he couldn't live past age 16, and he was laid on the bed paralyzed at 16. And he was—he had gotten a hold of a little bit of word, and he—he he, he had come to believe that God was real and that God could heal. But that's about all he had gotten. And he tried to get some preacher to come to help him, and, and, and nobody would come. And finally, when one did come, he just discouraged him even more. And, and so uh, at one point, though, he, he's so frustrated. Because month after month after month, he's, he's still paralyzed, and, and, and he did not know what else to do. And he, and he said at one point, he just he spoke out in the room. He said, God, now you know I'm believing. You know I'm believing. And he said, Jesus, you know I'm believing. he said, if you stood right here and said, your problem is, Kenneth, you don't believe. I'd say, no, I'm believing. He said, the Lord spoke to him inside so kindly. said, yes, son, as far as you know. Did you hear that phrase? As far as you know. But see, when you say, I'm believing, believe in what? At that point, he hadn't even realized Mark 11, uh, 24. That you got to believe you receive it right, right, right. Before you see it and feel it He didn't even have So when he says I'm believing What's he mean He believes God is real okay. He believes God can heal yeah, right. He has the power right, right. But see, that's all he knew that's it. Oh friend That is exactly the case In case after case Where things didn't go that's true. The way people needed it to Wanted it to God did not fail you he, Oh that's too weak God did not fail you he never has and he never will I'm telling you no no there's just so much we don't know yeah but we 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 weren't people we know a lot not as much as you think thank God for what we do but again he said as far as you know you do believe as far as you know. But God had to get several more things into him. To get into the place where he could receive. That's why I said I think the first couple of hundred years we're in heaven. Just every once in a while we'll go. Oh. will. Oh. No wonder. Oh. Okay. Be real clear and plain then. But right now. We see through a glass darkly. But there are many, many people just like uh, with the disciples, don't you care just like with Martha they're mad at God And they said, you know you you know basically God didn't do what they're trying to tell him to do uh, Well you're not God Amen. right? Yeah. He's, God. He's God and uh, we too many times people assume things and then start trying to believe it. And maybe you're right about faith principles, but if you'd have just stopped and asked the Lord about it, there are cases where he'd have told you, no, now that's not your decision. That's their decision. Hmm? And, And you're like, well, I don't want it to be that way. Yeah, but God's not going to control them. And you can't. And so when people try to use their faith for something the Lord didn't even tell them to do, right. and then it falls apart, and they fall flat on their face, and then they're mad at God.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Well, that's that person being foolish. Because if we'd asked him, inquired of the Lord. Okay. There's been numerous things. I thought I was going to believe for uh, and I inquired of the Lord, and he told me differently. Showed me differently. No, don't do it that way. Bless God. Bless God. Do it this way. Don't do it now. No, you can't do that. Do you remember Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. Did he say that or not? He said, I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what, well, if that's true with Jesus. He didn't say, I just decide whether I want to. He said, I can't. I can of my own self do nothing. Is that true or not? Well, we must follow his example. First John 4. Are you there? Did you get there? First John 4. Verse 17. Well, let me, verse 16. Verse 16. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. Two things. Got to know about it. And you've got to choose to believe it. And the more you do, the more you will know or experience it. Somebody say, I choose to believe the love God has for me. He does care for me. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. He that dwells in love dwells in God. And God in him. That's right. Thank you. And herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness. Oh get this, get this, get this. Boldness when and where? In the day of judgment. In the day of judgment. Mm-hmm. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Yes, we are. That's now. Yes we are. Well, how is he? He is the righteousness of God. (laughs) He is clean and pure and holy. He is accepted of the Father. Is that right completely? So are we. Because of him. Because of what he did, what we have in him. Verse 18. There is no fear. How much? No. I hear people say you you gotta learn how to manage fear. No, you don't. No, you don't. You gotta get rid of it. Rid of it. No. Praise God. No, you don't need to manage it. No fear. Somebody say no fear. No no fear. No fear in what? In love. Why? Well, he just got through saying God is love. Yes, he is. is there any fear in God? No. When's the last time God got scared? No. <laughs> Thank God. Never. Because <laughs> there's no fear in him. And there's no fear in love. Perfect love. Fully developed love. Cast out. Expels and pushes out fear because fear has torment, anguish, pain. Does God want you in anguish? Does he want you upset? Scared and frustrated? Never. Never does he want you around this way. Well, how do I get out of it? How do I get out of it? First of all, you gotta believe. You don't have to be that way. you got to believe. I don't have to think on things I don't want to. I don't have to look at or listen to or talk to. Talk about things I don't want to. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Verse 17, our love is made perfect. That's that same phrase, perfect love. That we may have what? What? When? That is an astounding thing. I mean astounding. We sang about it at the front of the service. When you read the prophecies and you read the back of the book... There's coming a time when the rocks are going to rent and tear. And people uh, uh, that are away from God and and enemies of God will try to hide under the rocks. And the, the, the face and glory of him who sits on the throne and the very sky itself is going to roll up like a and every mountain will be moved out of its spot well you can imagine I mean the whole foundation of the planet everything's moving and 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 in that day you and I won't be scared no we won't we will have boldness nah boldness nah boldness. <laughs> Boldness Why Why Because oh It's a fearful thing To fall into the hands Of the living God You better believe that But I'm family Family I'm a son of God I'm a child of God My name's already in the book they're working on my place. <laughs> They're working on my... God's already got a place. Yeah. Prepared for you yes. and me. Yes. I, it is a fearful thing. It's going to be astounding and awesome. Uh, and, and talk about mountain moving to see. But I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to. I don't have to be afraid. And, and I, this is not talking about being arrogant. But I can actually stand up. And look at what's going on. Without thinking, oh, we're all going to (laughs) die, you know, without thinking that, I can think, no, God's got us. God's got us. (laughs) Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody.